In a world that's constantly shouting who you should be, have you ever stopped to think, who am I, really? I wanna take you through eight powerful steps where you're going to uncover the true you. You're going to align with your deepest values and you're gonna come out the other side with a new sense of direction and joy and fulfillment that you may have not felt before. I wanna introduce you to Awaken Me, a journey to finding you, which is a transformative experience. It's crafted by me, Amy Wine, an award-winning marriage and family therapist, professional counselor, and peak performance mindset coach, and a business strategist. I understand how to help people find out who they are at their core. And this is designed to do that past all labels and expectations of other people, of who they think we are, and who they say we should be. So isn't it time to find out who you are and get out from under of all the expectations of the roles you play and who everybody else thinks and says you should be and how you should act? Because I think it's time to awaken your true potential in life. So join me on this journey, hit the link below, and step into a life that you were meant to live. I'll see you inside. I'm John Wine. Like the drink. I married a great name. And man. We've been married for 21 years. But we've been together for 29 years. We have three children, two girls and a boy. John is a petroleum engineer. And Amy is a marriage therapist. We have decided to try and work together, bringing you this podcast. We know from experience that relationships aren't perfect. Far from it. And Amy has worked with hundreds of couples in a large private practice in Texas. You can get those sparks of flying with some tips and tricks we've learned by making a lot of marriage mistakes. And from all of Amy's professional work with couples, hey, you should be married to a marriage therapist. So if you want to have a marriage on fire, here we go. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Marriage on Fire. This is Amy and I have my son Austin with me today. But first, we want to thank our sponsor and it's Spark. Reignite your marriage like you just said I do or get better than you said I do. It's a free online beta course. You can sign up at amywine.com. Three weeks, three lessons, three live Q&A with me. Change the course to your marriage. And now let's dive right in. So I got my son Austin here. He just turned 18 in December. He's a senior in high school and he was a football player. So tell him a little bit more about you. I'm going to Oklahoma State for college and I liked the Ravens. Yes. I don't know how he's a Ravens fan. Living in Texas and he's a Baltimore Ravens fan. I think he was really sad with the last Ravens game. Do you want to tell me more about what happened? Not really. I don't want to talk about it. Why? What's it do to you? It's just too damaging. We can talk about something else. Okay. Well, do you want to talk about how your parents have damaged you when they were in their fighting years? Uh, yeah. There was uh, one time when Ohio State played Oklahoma. Oh, boy. That's our biggest fight and, of our um, lives. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. I got a little chaotic. I honestly just went to my room and played Xbox, so it wasn't really that big of a deal for me. But probably the other children were mentally distraught or something. Right. And I think we know because we've had Allison on here, the fighting in the house really messed with her. So how does it affect you? You just said it didn't. You just ignore it. I just ignore it. Forget it happens. It does not phase me. 
It doesn't phase you? No. So you're comfortable with conflict? I guess you could say that as long as I'm not involved. <laughs> okay. So what would happen if you were involved? Uh, I'd probably get a little heated, I guess. I mean, it's just common sense. Right. So do you get heated because it shuts the other person up? Or do you get heated because... I get heated because I want to get the best of them. Okay, you want to win the conversation. Yes, I want to win the conversation. And how do you think that's going to work out in a future marriage relationship? Not well. Not well. I can just live the bachelor lifestyle. Yeah. That, you might be destined to that. Talk to me about your childhood. What's the best part about it? Ooh, the best part about my childhood? Probably not having to do all this work. Like what? Explain it to me in detail. Just like school, job, and everything as a child, you're not worrying about that. Just literally just play around every day. Right. And now what's it look like? Chaos. Chaos? Mm-hmm. You have a lot of chaos in your life. Yeah, I am. Right? So now you're feeling the adult pressure. The pressure of having to have a job. You work mm-hmm. at, where do you work? Work at Chick-fil-A, but I plan on starting my pen working business soon. Okay, what's a pen working business? I will make pens out of acrylic and wood and sell them to people in the Coles board. Okay, so the Coles board's our neighborhood board. There's a lot of people on it. And just a little background, Austin won state competition in tech for making pens and what was the other thing? Cutting boards. Cutting boards, yeah. Sorry, I couldn't think my brain brain fart. And the state of Texas, it was huge. So he got like second place. I think, in the cutting boards and pens. I got second place for the cutting boards and like fourth place for pens. Oh, okay. And these pens are gorgeous, y'all. Fully made out of wood. I love them. I don't want him to sell any because I want to keep them all for myself. But he's been talking about being a little entrepreneur like his mom. Yeah, I guess I have. (laughs) He just rolled his eyes at me. He doesn't really want to be like his mom. But his entrepreneurial spirit, I'm taking credit for that, whether I get it or not. But he wants to start making these pens and selling them so that he can get out of the fast food industry. So what makes you want to get out of the fast food industry? Let me be dead honest. It's all the Karens. Like, that's like a stereotypical name for like the people that come in. Very disrespectful. Even if you get their order right, they're still going to find a way to get mad and talk to the manager. And the worst thing is you can't do anything about it or you get fired. Right. So you got to take people's crap that they dish out at you, mm-hmm. even when you're not at fault. Yes, all the time. Sounds like the great makings for a great husband. Well, I'm actually 18, so I wouldn't know. So. <laughs> I so understand. So what is the biggest lesson you have learned at Chick-fil-A? Mm. I've learned to deal with people of all types and just turn the shoulder or kill them with kindness, really. Right. So that's probably better than getting in a conflict then and then you end up getting fired and nothing really happens to them. Right. So have you learned a lot about human nature and people though? Uh yes, a lot. Very much. Like what? I learned that not everybody is uh nice and friendly. Mm-hmm. It's weird. You see people of all different incomes and stuff and you see how different people act. Right. And it really just like makes you want to act like a better person. I'm not saying everyone's bad. Some people are good and that sets a good example. Then the bad examples inspire you even more to like be better. So right, it's a sh- it's kind of mind blowing how mean people really mm-hmm. can be. It's food. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like now it's gotten to the point where even if like I go to restaurants, like people screw up my order completely, I just like won't even complain. I'll be like, you know, you did your best. I'll just eat it, whatever. So right, and I know that you do not like it if we try to change our order up on the person and specialize it, like order no lettuce, no bacon, no something. Yeah, that's stupid. 
You just <laughs> take it off yourself. Yeah. He does not like it. If we want to change our order or we place a big order, what we hear is it's hard on the workers. So you really do care about other people and what they're going through. But you can also empathize and understand with them. No, that's just fast food workers. Okay. So what would you say to a married couple as an 18-year-old that are being Karens to each other? Uh, let's see. Being Karens to each other? Mm-hmm. Like in the fast food setting or like just anywhere? Anywhere, wherever you want to talk about. Uh, definitely. It's always over the stupidest stuff when they're arguing over dumb stuff and then it just ruins your whole day and causes heat of conflict. I actually have an example. My mom and dad, they'll argue over something stupid like a razor or something. Then like, it'll be like a big argument, like a small argument and it blows out of proportion and then gets the whole family involved. Right. How's it get the whole family involved? The screaming and then, then everyone else comes with their problems at the same time. It's just like a big explosion and everything meshes up at once. Yeah. It's like Hiroshima. Yeah, I kind of like that. <laughs> Why do you think everybody else in the family gets involved? Uh, I don't really know because I try to not get involved. Right. Like I said earlier. So I can't answer that. Okay. All right. What do you wish would happen? I have no preference. I mean, I think... I wish people would uh, be able to distinct small from large uh, problems. And I think that's part of the issue. Right. So small things become big. Mm -hmm. That's something I talk about in marriage counseling a lot, that we start fighting about the small things because sometimes the big things are too hard to even address. What do you think? You uh, looked at me weird. <laughs> I, well, actually, I agree, but I have a weird story. Lay it on me. I'm not going to lie, y'all weren't home, but I like a little baby fit because I put my T-bone steak from salt grass in the freezer instead of the fridge, and I only ate half of it. So, yeah, I wasn't very happy there. That's all I'll say. Okay. That was a big mistake. Yeah, it was. It's a big <laughs> dent in your wallet, too. Yeah. Is this your confession to me about this T-bone steak in my wallet? No, not really. That's how that was a cool story. Make a good point for your earlier reference. Which is? The good from bad, like small problems, big problems. Oh, okay. I didn't get You're that. You're not in your game today. I am off my game today. I didn't get that. I wonder if the audience got that. Because you're right. That was your... Small to big baby fit. Yes, yeah, is my personal example. Okay, I like it. I missed that. Definitely off my game today. So, if you could change one thing in your parents' relationship, what would it be? Uh, more towards uh, how it affects me. I feel like you're one of y'all is like lenient on certain stuff and strict on the other things. Mm -hmm. But you're strict where my dad's lenient. If you get what I'm trying to say. Okay, so we're not consistent. Yeah, you're not I'm consistent. strict where your dad's lenient, and he's strict where I'm yeah, lenient. Yeah, inconsistent. So that drives you crazy? Yes, because if I ask one, my dad something, and he usually says yes, and he's not home, and I ask you, and you say no, that would probably drive me crazy. Right, well, why do you ask both of us? I usually don't. <laughs> you try to get around. I, you know what I think you do? What? I think that you use it to manipulate what you want. So if you think your dad's going to say yes to something and I won't, you'll go to him. If you think I'm going to say yes to something, you go to me and not him. I mean, I practically did just say that, so yeah. Yeah. But do you not think it's more of a balancing each other out than consistency? I, mean, I guess you could say that. Right? Yeah. It's a consistency problem because it just like really annoys me because I don't know what to expect. Okay. But when it, balance, it does balance out thus, that's always nice. Okay, so it's a little bit of pros and cons, but you like to know what to expect. Yes, I do not like surprises. 
Hmm. What if they're birthday surprises? I do not like birthday surprises. Okay. How do you think you impact dads in my marriage? By my actions. The worst I do in school, I think, puts more stress on y'all. Probably. But what if I said there is nothing you can do to impact our marriage? Oh, that's such a lie. Why? I mean, because you're around us like 24-7 and you live with us. Yeah. It's just common sense. I would like to say that there is nothing the kids can do to impact the marriage. Because really, the marriage has to be between the husband and wife and they need to be able to handle it. But what I hear is it's the stress that you kids can bring in impact the marriage because we're less calm and able to talk to each other because it's constant chaos. I have this sign over here. It says, um, some call it chaos. We call it family. You think that's a good statement? Uh, I think it's just like a corny mom statement that all the Facebook moms like. So if it <laughs> makes you and your viewers happy, then yes, I, I would agree with it. <laughs> okay. That did not sound like a very affirming thing right there, dude. Do you think that everybody's marriage has conflict or there's some good marriages, some worse marriages? I mean, they're definitely all not the same, but I think every marriage has conflict. Right. What's something they could do to overcome it? You're wanting to say something inappropriate. You're wanting to say what? Go have sex? Yeah. <laughs> I can tell by the face. Okay, there you have it. You're right. The more physically connected they are, the less time they have to fight. They go work it out in the bedroom. Okay, I didn't need to know that, but... <laughs> you brought it up? Yeah, I did. It's on me. <laughs> you regretting that? Yes, I am. Okay, anything else about marriage? What? Oh, wait, let me ask you this. What do you think of when I say the words married roommates? Um, They're just living together and they're married, but they really aren't connected. They're just like bound by marriage. They're just going to stay together, whatever. Right. Do you think they should stay together? I mean, divorce is expensive, so I do. Okay. There you have it. Anything else that you'd like to tell us? Any last thoughts? Uh, Not really, but you need to feature Zoe Blanca more in the podcast. Okay, it's a little hard to feature the dog in the podcast. Ooh, chair. Oh, sorry for this chair squeak there. You aren't supposed to move. You're supposed to sit still, yeah, not move. Very, very, it's very unfortunate. <laughs> we have some rules of the podcast. But hey, we're not perfect, so we're going to leave it in. So Zoe Blanco is Austin's dog. She's very fluffy. It's hard to um, feature the dogs on the podcast, but they have been before. Do you know how? I'm guessing Molly, the therapy dog. Um, not really. Only because they bark at things and interrupt my podcast. They try to get me to hold them and interrupt my podcast. All kinds of things. They chew on things and I can hear them in the background. They get involved in my podcast. Yeah. I think we need some video podcasting. We should do vlogging. You want to do a vlog with me? Sure. (laughs) You're a man of few words. Yeah, I can agree with that. (laughs) All right. Last parting words. Bye. Bye. All right, folks, there you have it. The son won it on the podcast. He is a man of few words, but when he does speak, some of that was powerful. Some of it was ridiculous, but some of it was powerful. But did you just feel normal right now? Because I did. I mean, come on. That was a normal conversation. Although sometimes I feel like I was pulling teeth. I'm not going to lie. I was a little nervous about what he was going to say or not say or what was inappropriate or was not inappropriate. But if you could have seen his face turn red, and everything when he started thinking that maybe should just couples should just go have sex to work out their differences. I mean, come on. He's right. He's right. He's 18. He's right. However, 
you and I know as adults, we can't even get to that freaking bedroom until we are emotionally connected. So here's my last tip for you in this short, strange, chaotic episode. And this is a doozy, so I hope you've listened to the end. Women want to have intimate relationships when they feel connected outside the bedroom. Men feel the intimate emotional connection inside the bedroom. See the difference? Men get the emotional connection in the bedroom. That's how they try to show it. Women need the emotional connection outside the bedroom. So men, if you want more sex, you got to feed that emotional connection outside that bedroom. Hold her hand, do whatever her love language is, send her texts, let her know you're thinking of her, touch her when you're walking by, date your wife. Women, you want your husband to feel more emotionally connected? Come on. You got to do what you got to do sometimes. And it should be pleasurable for you too. If it's not, then tell him what pleases you. Come on, don't be shy about it. Just tell him what pleases you. This isn't something that we have to hide from. It is part of marriage. Now, I'm going to get off my soapbox and I hope that you come join me from our sponsor, Spark. Reignite your marriage and get back to loving like you just said I do. Three weeks, three marriage lessons, three live Q&As with me, Amy, starts January 27th. You don't want to miss it. Go to amywine.com to sign up, get on the list. There are a limited number of spaces. You will love resetting your marriage on a different trajectory. And I will see you there. By the way, if you love our podcast, go rate and review us, please. I would really appreciate it. That wraps up our episode for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show just so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. I read each and every one of them. You can find all the links and information mentioned in this podcast episode at www.amywine.com slash podcast. Don't forget to tag me on Instagram at the Amy Wine and let me know what you took away from this episode or what you would love for me to talk about in future episodes. Thanks for listening, and I will see you here again next week on Marriage on Fire. Are you feeling like your marriage is more about going through the routine than the romance? Just the day-to-day drudgery of all the things and the chaos that surround you that you have to do. You're not alone. Hi, I'm Amy Wine, your marriage and family therapist and founder of Thrive Life TV. And we get it. Impact-driven achievers like you deserve a marriage that is just as successful as your business and your career. Your marriage is about more than just staying together. It's about growing together, laughing together, and reigniting the spark that makes you partners in every sense of the word. That is where Thrive Life TV steps in. Join me for exclusive sessions. We're going to tackle real life marriage challenges. From reigniting passion to deepening your emotional connection, we're talking real change, real results. It is time to transform your marriage into a thriving partnership that you both deserve. 
On Thrive Life TV, you're going to find practical strategies, shared experiences, and that extra push you need. Are you ready to up-level your marriage? Visit thrivelifetv.com and let's bring the joy and love and yes, the fun back in your marriage. I'll see you inside.